Welcome to another Youth Centered Podcast. Rick Gorman at the YC here. Uh, we got another great one here today. Once a year, um, we always bring someone on the podcast that has been named the Youth of the Year. Uh, and we've had some great ones in the year past. And uh, right before Christmas, uh, we brought in this a young lady, our guest today, uh, along with her mom, and kind of made the huge announcements that she had been named the North End of the Youth Center Youth of the Year for 2021. So my guest today is the famous Ava Samanek, senior at North Andover High School. Ava, thanks for coming on the Youth Centered Podcast. Thank you for having me, Rick. Absolutely. Really looking forward to, um, you know, really breaking it down with Ava on herself, who she is, uh, what the award means to her, and, and a lot of other things. So um, we're going to start off, Ava, as we always do. Um, we actually ask our guests to kind of do the, the bio themselves. So why don't you talk a little bit yourself? Take a minute or so and tell us and tell the community, who is Ava Samanek and what makes her tick? Okay, so um, I'm 17 years old and a senior at North Andover High School. I started volunteering here in ninth grade, and that was through Youth Council and Special Olympics basketball. And then I started working here when I was in 10th grade in the building and then that summer as a counselor. And then some other volunteer things I've done is Special Olympics gymnastics. I do a homework help program in Lawrence. Uh, I played a lot of sports growing up and my first two years of high school. And then school-related things, I'm in National Honor Society and um, I've done DECA, which is a business competition for the past couple of years. Yeah, you've done a tremendous amount of things, and we'll, we'll kind of get into a lot of that in the next, you know, 45 minutes or so. So um, I mentioned the Youth of the Year. This is something we've been doing for, I think this is the sixth or seventh year that we have actually honored uh, the Youth of the Year. And uh, we basically start with the process back in the fall time with my full-time staff. And this year was tough. We had initially had a list of 16 seniors both males and females, that were really appropriated for being nominated as Youth of the Year. And the list from 16 got cut down to eight, then it got cut down to six, and then it got cut down to four. And then uh, out of the final four, we made um, the decision to obviously name you the Youth of the Year. And uh, it was, when we got to the final four, it was pretty unanimous that you were the number one choice of my staff. Um, and it was just an emotional decision here from our staff. And then we kind of keep our mouth shut a little bit. And we always do this around uh, Christmas week. And it's usually right after Christmas. But you were heading to Florida uh, during Christmas week. So we said, let's do it right before Christmas. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, what was it like, uh, you know, finding out that you were the youth of the year? What was, what was that experience about? Break it down for us. Yeah, so originally Rick asked my mom and I to come in um, because of a case my mom had helped with and she was a practicing lawyer. Um, but that was just a ploy to get us both in here. And then once I found out I was the youth of the year, um, I was immediately overwhelmed and super excited. And it was really emotional having my mom there. He shed some tears. Um, but I think my biggest takeaway was so unique and special um, to have like five people that you look up to so much say all kind things about you and I know that's rare so um, it's very unforgettable for me and 
I do want to mention I was so honored because I know all the other nominees. They're some of my best friends, and I look up to them as well, and I really wouldn't have been surprised if any of them had won this award. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's the type of kid you are, Ava. You, you know, you're deflecting a little bit to some of the other people, and it was a very tough decision for us. And a good amount of your best friends, the closest friends, people that you're involved with here at the Youth Center were some of our finalists. Uh, it was a tough decision. I actually met with the other three kids that were the final four um, and kind of didn't tell them who got it, but I told them that they were the final four, and there was just somebody else that we – um, thought, you know, was, you know, a clear winner on that. And what I loved about those three people, along with all the other nominees, is when it was announced it was you, the, those kids were as happy for you as, as anything. And I knew they were because I think of how you're looked at by many, many kids in, in this community. Um, yeah, I actually had to really pull a rabbit out of the hat. I said, how do we get how do we get Ava and her mom here? Um, obviously, I'm pretty tight with your dad, um, uh, the famous cardiologist Dave Samanak, and I, I knew he was probably, I don't know, operating on somebody. So I knew we probably weren't going to have him there. Um, but your mom and your dad had been part of a an amazing under-the-radar program that we've been doing for about 12 years now called the Simon Potter Project. And why people don't know about it is it's basically you're sworn to secrecy about helping your family. So once a year... We, uh, we identify a family that could use a lot of help in town, and uh, there was a particular case that uh, we really needed your mom, who is a lawyer by trade, and your mother was unbelievably helpful uh, in trying to help uh, with the court system and, uh, and an eviction and things like that. So I knew there was one thing that I could t if I could tell your mom to come in here, because we almost like we had another case to talk about, and then... Obviously, that was the roost, and we got you in, and uh, and then from there, I think when you saw all the full-time staff there gathering around in the lounge, that you knew something was up, and it probably had nothing to do with my Simon Potter project, so I'm glad we were able to get you through the door. Um, I give my four full-time staff people, Demi, uh, Asia, uh, Lauren, and Kyle, an opportunity to tell the winner um, why they voted for you and why you're special, that type of thing, and, and I kind of hold my remarks because... I'll be saying all those things when we actually honor you this spring. And again, we are not going to be able to have our full auction that we actually nominate and actually um, give out the uh, scholarships as well as announce the youth of the year. Uh, but we are going to have a smaller, uh, smaller function for all the scholarship winners this year, along with the youth of the year, you and their families. And we're hoping to do that up at Stevens Estate. So I will save my uh, glowing words about you to that night. Uh, but it's going to be a special night for you, a special night for your family. But I need to let you know, a very special night for us, too, because obviously you are very beloved by our staff here. Um, so talk a little bit about, I mentioned that I'm pretty close with your pops. And, uh, you know, I've had a really good relationship with your two brothers. And obviously I've worked with your mom on that Simon Potter project. So I know the Samanex family really, really well. But talk a little bit about your parents and siblings and why they're so important to you. So I have two older brothers that both go to Boston College. My eldest brother, um, Thomas, goes to, or he's a senior at BC, and he's a bio major. And my other brother, Matthew, is a sophomore there, and he's studying finance. Um, they're both pretty awesome. They've always been protective over me and great examples. Um, Thomas always helps me with homework and anything I need. He's super thoughtful and um, Matthew, he was really involved with the Youth Center as well and a coordinator. Um, 
and he would drop me off at my site before going to his, and he was always so excited, even at 8 a.m., um, and his positivity, I tried to emulate that with the kids that I work with. Um, and my mom, we're really close, and I, I can come to her with anything. Uh, the past two years, she's been in real estate, and uh, she's really personable and kind to everyone she works with, and it's really inspiring to see her back at work. And um, like you said, my dad, he's a cardiologist and a super hard worker and never complains year after year going into work, and um, they're both just really supportive of me and my brothers. Yeah, it's it's an amazing family um, from your mom, your dad, obviously to your two brothers and you. Uh, I've been f I feel fortunate to uh, call you guys friends and, and be close with you. And uh, extra special this year that we're honoring you as our youth of the year. So obviously a great family and people out there. If you don't know the Salmonex, you really should get to know them. Let's talk a little bit about um, the leadership things. You, you touched on it a little bit in your bio, but you've been involved with a number of leadership groups with us that are, I sometimes say has tentacles, right? So you're part of like a youth council or something like that. But then it, it's not just coming to a youth council meeting. There are, there are activities and leadership things that you guys do in that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so um, I'd say the biggest leadership thing I've been a part of is the friendship dance my youth council put on my sophomore year. Um, it was an idea I had for a dance that was centered around students with special needs. Um, I thought of the idea just because I saw it, uh, Best Buddies prom with celebrities online, and I thought it would be really cool if uh, we could do it on a smaller scale. But I really have to praise Kyle Palladino for that. He believed in me. I told him this idea my freshman year, and we spent the whole next year working on it. And everyone else in youth council, we, uh, really took it under their wing and it was a super unforgettable night and it meant so much to me that we were able to do that dance and then um, another thing I've been involved with is the think tank too well, me and four other seniors and we've helped to come up with program ideas since we've had to change the format of the youth center this year and I think it's been a great learning experience for me um, having to run my own programs and being able to come up with ideas for other people too. Yeah, I mean, you've done, you know, a lot more leadership things that you're even mentioning right now, but those are two of the probably things that I will remember you about. Uh, Think Tank 2 is a offshoot from Think Tank 1, which Think Tank 1 was the group of kids, college and high school kids who put on the amazing summer program last year. And then we created Think Tank 2 to kind of deal with the reopening of the youth center in the fall and in the winter. And you guys will continue in the springtime also. And I'll tell you, that's heavy duty. You're working with our full-time staff. We're talking guidelines. We're working with different systems. We, how do we do this safely? What can we do to have fun? And I think it's been a great leadership for you and for those other four seniors that are wonderful kids too. But you will always be known as the kid that put together the friendship program. And uh, I remember when Kyle first came to it and – I don't micromanage my staff's ideas. Uh, I did have some questions. I did have some concerns. I did want to know how we were going to do it. And then he basically said, you know, Ava's has got this plan. Ava's has thought about all these different things. And uh, it was probably one of the most special things we have done here at the youth center. Um, you know, I know Kate Delisle down at the middle school and a lot of people that were involved with it and the kids and the families that actually came to it. And it, you know, we were ready to do it again last year, obviously, and the pandemic kind of shut us down on that. But it's something that you will always be known for. And hopefully, as you head off to college, that there'll be somebody that'll pick up your idea and keep it going because it is an amazing, amazing uh, program. 
So, you know, I've known you since you were a little girl, right? So, you know, obviously playing basketball with your dad and, and then uh, obviously, you know, working in basketball with Thomas and doing some training with him. And then obviously Matthew and obviously his work with you too is, you know, so it came to an age that you were probably going to think about starting to work for us and apply. Um, but there were some things that happened. And I'm a strong believer in doors that close, other doors open up. And I remember I had Alyssa on, Alyssa, a couple weeks ago about, you know, really like doors closing. Um, she was basically you know, cut from a sport that she liked and the door opening was it allowed her to work at the youth center and kind of create a new self for herself with that. So you were a little bit similar to that. So tell me, tell me how it came about that you kind of moved from the athletic Ava Samanek and playing sports at the high school to Ava Samanek, one of the first faces you see here at the youth center. Yeah, so when I started here it was the winter of my sophomore, um, my freshman year and that Oh, no, it was my sophomore so. year. Yeah, and it was um, the season I quit basketball for the first year I'd been playing since I was in kindergarten. Um, that wasn't too hard for me, though, to move on. I kind of lost, like, my love for it over the years. Um, but what really was a pivotal time for me was my junior year when I tried out for the varsity field hockey team and didn't make it. Um, it was upsetting at the time, but I think, I was in a little bit of a different situation where in the coming days, I didn't really um, miss the sport too much. I think this might be similar to other kids. It was more like shame around not making a team and your pride being hurt a little bit. Because once I took a step back, I realized um, I didn't love it that much and I was okay not playing anymore. So it really was the best thing that could have happened to me. Um, because I think my junior year is when I became more of a leader here and I definitely fell out of love with sports, um, but I think that's okay. I could focus more time here, and I still stay active. And um, I know a lot of people love teams and sports, and I think it's great to do when you're younger and some people continue on. But I also think if you have another passion, it's okay to move on from sports. Um, but another thing I wanted to mention was my parents never pressured me to keep playing, and I think that was – I know that can be rare in some situations, but once they saw how much I loved it here and that volunteering and working is really something that I wanted to do with my time, um, they never made me play a sport just because they felt like I should. Yeah, I mean, both of your brothers were athletes. Uh, Matthew was uh, on in a, you know, one of the captains of our famous um, Super Bowl champion football teams, which you were a biggest supporter for. You were at all the games, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, and I never really saw you up close in sports, so I'm not 100% sure I could really weigh on whether you were passionate about the sport or not. But one thing I do know is your passion for, you know, what goes on here at this youth center is unbelievable. You ooze it with how you look, how you talk, how passionate you are with that. So, you know, with that, you know, we obviously have had the, the joy of having you for three years here. And, you know, it will be sad in August when we say goodbye to you as you head off to the next chapter of your life. But it's just been so great to have a consistent face down here that's passionate and passionate about our culture. We talk a lot about the YC culture. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty outspoken that I just think what we have for a culture here is something that lots of people could learn from and model after. What's your take from a kid that works here? What do you think about YC culture? 
So I think that starting at the top with you and down to the part-time staff, I think there's a really positive environment here and we uplift each other and are inclusive. Uh, something we wanted to focus on with the think tank was creating programs that all kinds of kids will like. We, I think, pride ourselves on making this a place where anyone can come and have a good time and make friends. And I think we're always trying to find ways to improve. Everyone around me works hard and embraces whatever program they're at, even if that's not something um, they would have chosen for themselves. And I think that inspires you to just keep doing a good job and not complain. And um, it's really like a family here. We like, care about each other and definitely don't talk about work all the time and check in. And I think that's what makes it really special. Yeah, and I think you have helped build our culture. I mean, and continue to grow our culture. I don't think that we ever rest on our laurels here. We're trying to obviously continue to grow as an agency, continue to grow our culture. Uh, and you've been a big part of being part of our culture, but also helping us continue to grow our culture. So last summer, um, we put on something that most communities didn't even try to do. Um, and we were able to have, we have a very successful summer programs during a global pandemic. And it was a learning experience for everybody. And we had enormous amount of guidelines and all of the different things like that. So for you and your brother work for us last summer, um, what was it like working during a global pandemic with a lot of unknowns? And has that hit you, like what we really accomplished and what you were part of, has that, has that really hit you yet? Yeah, so I worked at Sergeant Summer Fun one year prior to this summer, so it was definitely a lot different, but there's pros and cons to everything, and Rick, you talk a lot about finding the silver linings. We say that a lot at work, and I think the biggest one that um, myself and the other staff at Sergeant came away with was how deep and close the connections we were able to make um, with the girls, or for me, it was the girls in my cohort, because... I wasn't spending the day with um, a large group of kids, but those 10 girls, I really got to know all of them. And seeing how excited they were and without complaints, they would wear their mask and do everything they were told. They just wanted to be at camp. It really puts into perspective how lucky we are to have a job and kids can really uh, change your perspective, I feel like. Um, and then it did hit me more once the school year started. I am a senior, so there has been things that have gotten canceled, and I understand, obviously, why um, changes have had to be made, but I definitely, it makes me appreciate the opportunity I had in the summer. We went to camp every single day. We didn't have COVID cases, and we still made it work and made it a really fun summer. I don't think the kids were missing out on anything this past summer, and I feel like if you try to make it happen, then you can make something happen. Yeah, I mean, we, we use the phrase, the obstacle is the way, and we continue to try to fight through it. Um, we have had COVID-19 effects over the last now 11 months, but we have never had to shut down our, our site for even a day because of it. Um, we just kind of work with it. And, you know, if we got close contacts that work for us, you know, then they have to, they have to quarantine and we have someone else step up for you guys. And, uh, and then with some of the kids, obviously, um, you know, if they have to be quarantined, um, you know, it 
they have to stay home and rejoin the program when they can. And we just kind of keep plugging away. Um, as you know, we were recognized by both uh, the Mass State Senate and the Mass House of Representatives and um, been awarded uh, citations for the work we did. And, and I'm always quick to say, as the face of the program, you know, appreciate uh, the gratitude that people are showing to us. But it came down to, in my opinion, especially the summertime, 150 mass superheroes, of which you were one of those people, and pulled off what I think is the greatest thing we've ever done in the youth center. And we've done a lot, a lot of great things over 33 years. But running summer programs during a global pandemic and then being able to run safe programs through the fall and the winter um, has been amazing. So I thank you for obviously yours, your involvement in that as well as all the kids. So you're a senior. Uh, I talk a lot about, like I was very um, sad for the class of 2020 last year. Um, and I think the town really rallied around trying to make the end of their senior year really good. But I, I, I do tell people, last year's senior class had a very normal senior year up until March 15th. Uh, and then it kind of went crazy, right? They didn't have really a spring um, season. They didn't really have a prom. They didn't have senior week. Uh, they didn't have a traditional graduation, et cetera, et cetera. But you guys, the class of 2020, I kept telling people even last year, this is the grade I'm going to worry about the most in terms of you've not had a real senior year. I think the school department, I think the town, I think the youth center has done a great job to try to give you as much of a senior year as you possibly can have. Um, but the reality is it's not, I mean, you didn't have Friday night football games. You didn't have the basketball games. You didn't have, you know, homecoming dances. You didn't have all the different things that you're, you've known to have. So, you know, what has the senior year been like for you and your friends? Um, and as we're heading into March, the year anniversary of the shutdown, I do hope that you have the back end of your senior year, like graduation, prom, senior week, that we have something more like that this year. But what's it been like for you and your friends during the senior year of a global pandemic? It's definitely hard um, to miss out on certain experiences that we've been looking forward to. A lot of my friends and I are planning on doing the Spanish exchange, and there's different events that we won't get to do. But I'm definitely an optimist when it comes to basically anything and I realized that I've got to have such a great high school experience and even still in the pandemic I've been able to make memories mostly through the youth center I still get to work and volunteer and I think it's so easy to focus on the bad but honestly everyone around the world is missing out on something and even though I'm a senior in a pandemic I think in the grand scheme of things I really don't have it that bad um I've been lucky that my family stayed healthy, and I know that's the most important thing. I am hoping that in the spring we can have um, some normal events, but I know that if we don't, it won't be the end of the world. Yeah, you have a great um, optimistic view on this, and that's something that we hold very dear down here. Um, so we do a lot of reflecting here at the Youth Center, and we ask our kids to reflect, whether it be the circle at the end of the summer or at the end of a program where we kind of ask you to kind of really debrief what it was like. You're going to graduate North End of a high school. I want the 18-year-old senior North End of a high school, Ava. What would you say to the ninth grade Ava now, three, four years later? Uh, I would tell freshman Ava to not worry about what other people are going to think about certain decisions. I was concerned with what people would think when I stopped playing sports. That's just one example. Um, but I think 
obviously it's just important to do what's best for you and people really don't judge you too much I think it's more something we build up in our head and it's not actually true but I would also tell myself not to sweat the small stuff because it won't hold as much weight I definitely got a lot more stressed out over like random school assignments when I was um, an underclassman and now I understand it's um, not something I should it should not bring me to the point where I'm super stressed out about it but um, and then also I would just say to my younger self to be kind to everyone you really do never know what someone's going through and that's something I could tell myself now too I think that never goes away and you should always be pushing yourself to reach out to people and be more inclusive really good advice to the ninth grade Ava as you think back now would it have been nice for maybe us you know you to know some of those things with the ninth grade or did you know those things as a ninth grader um I think definitely the school stuff it would have been nice to know that it's all gonna work out you're gonna get into college sure. and um there's people looking out for you whether it's like a tutor or an um sibling or a friend um that nothing is too hard when you have good people around you. Absolutely. So we always ask, you know, whether it be at our closing circles in the summer or whatever, um, and it's really good for me to hear, um, when I hear from people that have been gone for five years, 10 years, I, I tell a great story that I heard um, from a good, good kid back in 1996, so it's 25 years, and we had a tough summer that summer where we lost one of our favorite kids in a train accident and uh, what it was like for the kids in that grade. And he, 25 years later, lives out in Arizona, a very successful businessman. And he actually was, sent me on my anniversary, sent me a really, really cool uh, message around how much the youth center meant to him, how much personally that I meant to him, et cetera. As you walk out the door here in this coming year, um, you obviously were a member at one point, and then you became YC family and working here. What's the what, What's the youth center mean to you? It really is like a second home to me, and it's a place where I feel so comfortable and um, valued here. And I've been able to make connections with all the full time staff and a lot of the part time staff, and the kids here are really what make it so special. But um, I think each of the five of you have taught me a lot. I mean, Rick, your passion and optimism, it inspires me to make the best out of every moment. And Demi, anyone will tell you, is like the kindest, most organized person. And she goes the extra mile to make all of our jobs easier. Um, Kyle, he believed in me. He was really the first person I knew here. And he stuck by me and my ideas in youth council or anything at work. He always supported me throughout high school and uh, Lauren she's so sweet and caring um, she really connects especially with uh, me and some of the other girls that work here and we spent Monday nights together so we have a lot of bonding time where it's just the two of us and then Asia um, even though she's been here the shortest amount I've really gotten super close with her she's honestly like an older sister to me because um, she's not that much older than the high school kids here so we we can really connect on a lot of things yeah i mean special people who think very highly of you for sure um you're gonna graduate um i know you're gonna graduate uh <laughs> and i'm assuming college is the next step can you talk a little bit of where uh where are you next year what are you looking to where are you looking to go where are you mm -hmm. looking to study what do you see yes i'm definitely going to college next year um I don't know for sure where I'm going, but out of where I've gotten in, 
I really like Fordham University, uh, University of Maryland, and Providence, but um, hopefully I'll get to see them before making my decision. I want to st uh, study either humanitarian action with uh, management and my uh, man or minor in management or sociology. It depends on the school I go to, but really that's just to set me up um, to work in the nonprofit field or work in the outreach section of a company, just do something um, to help other people. I'm been inspired by the volunteer work I've done here and it's really what I like to do the most and I feel like if I can make a career out of that and impact more people then um, I'll definitely be fulfilled and hopefully have a successful career. Yeah and we no doubt that all that will take place. So I'm going to ask you a question that we asked one of your peers who was on a recent podcast <laughs> with us, uh, Mr. Sean Scully. Yeah. Um, so you're graduating in 2021. I want to fast forward here. 10th year reunion, 2031, and we'll be back, hopefully, we'll be back to a real normalcy. So, you know, around Thanksgiving weekend is usually when they have the, um, the, the reunions. So we'll talk, it's the 10th year mm -hmm. reunion of the class of 2021. I don't know, it's held at uh, some... Borrows or something like that. I assume you're going to come. Uh, where are you in 2031 when you roll into the 10 year reunion? Yeah, so at that point, I'll be 27, almost 28. And ideally, I'll have graduated college, possibly gotten my master's. Um, and then my career goals I really hope to be an executive director of a nonprofit, ideally underprivileged youth or um, working towards that goal in my late 20s and I have thought about this a lot maybe starting a family but it's too far to say um, I definitely am, will be focused on my career though and I hope that I've gotten to travel a lot and spent more time with my family and friends and I just hope that I'm happy in 10 years. <laughs> I'm sure you will be. Um, your parents have been the most influential people in your life. You've talked glowingly about what you think of us here, but uh, who are some of the other adults or people in your life that have been influential for you as you wrap up your senior year at North Andover High School? Yes, so definitely some people at St. Michael's. I went there for 11 years, and that really shaped me into who I am, and I um, have such a great relationship with the people there. But specifically, my fourth grade teacher, Mrs. Sullivan, and my middle school science teacher, Mr. Anand, um, they're both really kind and developed meaningful connections with me and made me feel special and like I could trust them. Um, it's a really unique atmosphere at St. Michael's because the classes are pretty small and everyone knows everyone there. And they've both been really good to me and my family and all. Um, always um, thank them for everything they've done for me. And then in high school, um, a teacher I have right now is Miss Flanagan, and she was my math tutor when I was struggling um, when I was an underclassman, and she's like super cheerful and always makes learning fun. I hated math when I was younger, and she's actually made it fun for us, and she really wants everyone to succeed, and you can really see that even on zoom she she's really great with all that yeah a lot of rave reviews about her you know i've heard mm -hmm. it from a lot of kids who work for me uh, describe her as their favorite teacher or someone that you know always kind of 
is positive and try to be optimistic. And let's face it, it's as a teacher, it's a tough job right now being a teacher during a global pandemic. But from my stories of what I hear about the kids who work here, I mean, she never has a down day on this stuff and that she is she's a light in a lot of your people's world. So big, big time shout out to her. All right, we're going to put you on the spot here. Been around here for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. What would be some of your favorite YC memories? So um, definitely that friendship dance I was talking about just because it took so much time to plan and that night was really special. But another youth council thing I loved doing was going to the Lawrence Boys and Girls Club for Christmas dinners. I started when I was a freshman, didn't really know what to expect. Um, I was actually put at a table with all middle school boys that night, and I wasn't much older than them, but we uh, had a great time, and every year since, it was really special. Those kids are really awesome over there. And then this is, like, not one memory, but um, this is something basically you have to work to understand, but after the kids leave, basically from 5 to 5.30, we're all cleaning and downstairs together, and it actually has become like some of my favorite memories because there's moments where you'll come down or there'll be full-time staff around the desk and we'll all just stop and laugh about something or share what's happened throughout the day. And those are honestly some of my favorite moments because it's really just about the staff and um, it brings us closer together. Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, in all my years here, um, when the kids leave, you guys don't leave when you when you, the kids leave we got cleaning to do right mm-hmm. so and we literally clean this building every single day but it is pretty cool I, I like to be down there at that time um, to kind of pump you guys up and you know I'm a practical joker so I've got a number of different things to say but we laugh we share um, we have a good time um, and I, I think the connections that you guys make with each other but also with the staff here, I think those are some of the greatest memories, um, you know, along with our, you know, Friday shout outs that we do with the staff on the PA system and everything else. And uh, yeah, those are those are great memories and obviously some great, great things you've done here. All right. So for our listeners, uh, as I said, no auction again this year, no big event, 350 people. We had to tell Ava she had to be prepared to talk in front of all those people. But we are going to have a function to honor Ava as our Youth of the Year, along with a number of people that will win the Joseph N. Herman and the Bill Meckel scholarships. Probably going to have it up at Stevens Estate. We're going to invite our board of directors, both of our board of directors. We're going to invite the kids, their parents, um, you know, some people from the town or whatever. So instead of 350 people, there's probably going to be a good 50 or 60 people that you're going to actually talk to. So I got to know, how's, how's that speech coming? Oh, I've definitely thought a lot about it ever since I found out that I was the Youth of the Year. Um, I've read through all the past speeches and really look up to everyone who's won in the past. But um, I want to thank all the people that have helped make my time here so special and include some of the experiences I talked about today. But uh, no writing down yet. Probably most of the stuff I wrote for this podcast will be in that speech. And um, in the next couple of weeks, I'll definitely start uh, making it. Yeah, the one thing I know about you, Ava, is it'll be a, it'll be a great speech. And you Thanks. will you will take everything in and you will thank everybody that needs to be thanked, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure uh, both mom and dad will be helping you uh, finalize that speech. And, 
you know, Thomas and Matt will be there also to help you to do this. So I know just like with every previous speech we've had, uh, it's going to be emotional, be emotional for me. Uh, I know Ava, that's when I get this, when I introduce you, I get to tell you what you mean to me. And, uh, I told you already, I'm, I'm holding that close to the vest. So you and your family will hear my words that night also, but it, it'll be a special night along with all of the scholarship winners. You know, we're just going to make the best of it. Uh, you know, I wish it was in front of 350 people at the boroughs at our big event, but it is still going to be special. For people that can't be there, we are taping Ava's speech, and just like last year, we will have it up on our YouTube channel so you'll be able to hear and see what Asia, I mean, what Ava is actually talking about that day, and I think it's going to be real special. All right, Ava, we got a few more questions, and then we're going to wrap this up. We got the lightning round right now. Uh, gave you no preparation for this, so um, you got to think the first thing that comes to your mind. We got to do all these five questions in less than 25 seconds. Can okay. you do that? <laughs> all right. All let's right. Do it. So, first thing favorite teacher? Uh, Miss Flanagan. Miss Flanagan. Favorite class that you've had? In all of high school? All of high school. Uh, this is really hard. Um, I don't know. It's a lightning round, Ava. Okay, maybe painting. Painting, okay. Uh, favorite food? Lobster. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, favorite place to visit? Agunquit, Maine. Agunquit, you got your house up there, so I know you guys spent a lot of time out there. Last one, this is going to probably insult some very, some people and make everybody else real happy. Favorite place to get pizza in North Andover? Um, this is so unpopular, but Takis, because it's near my house. Takis? Oh, <laughs> yeah. so it's a logistics Well, thing. no, I also think it's good. It's good pizza, yeah. too. All right. All right, we got one last question for you. We okay. always give our guests what we call the final word. So this is say whatever you want to say this is going out to all of our listeners you know people that'll be listening to this besides the extended salmonic family which extends all the way to cleveland ohio yes. by the way uh, all of your friends all of your teachers etc but there'll be people listening to this that just want to know about the youth of the year who is this ava salmonic and stuff what would you say as your final word to maybe parents and kids in this town okay so um, my final word would be this is mostly geared anyone entering high school but i guess anyone could um, take this advice is just anyone um, who's like looking to find I think everyone should look to find something that they love to do and from there embrace the people around you whether it's like your staff teammates bandmates um, I feel like the activity is definitely important but what will make it memorable is having connections with other people and um, widening your circle because I think that is what really makes you the happiest, the people. That's why I definitely want a job centered around that because um, I think I'll be fulfilled from it. And then I'm only 17, but I think what I've learned is just to always be kinder and try to be positive and more outgoing. Um, I definitely have been able to make connections with people when I am the first one putting myself out there and I think it makes other people feel comfortable if you're going to be outgoing. And I make mistakes all the time, but I definitely analyze them and try to learn from it and be better each day and talk it out. Um, the last thing I would say is just like to lead with gratitude and not hold on to grudges. I think that's what makes you the happiest when you, you don't hold things against people and try your best to just make friends with everyone and be kind. 
That's uh, some great advice there on the final word. Well, Ava, you know that, how much I love you and you know how much you're loved here at the Youth Center. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on the Youth Center podcast and letting this town know a little bit about the person that we named the 2021 Youth of the Year. Thank you, Rick. And as we finish every podcast, we kind of give a little you know, heads up to what the next one is. I'm very, very excited to have members from the Black Students Union at North Andover High School that are going to be coming on, talking about their club and some of the initiatives they're doing. Very excited to have that. Um, it's going to be a nice dialogue. Uh, and as we send it off, off every time, we always finish with a quick comment of too much passion is never enough passion.